0: Kia ora and welcome to my daily podcast. I'm Bernard Hickey. This is a podcast I put out with an email newsletter from the Kaka, which is a Substack for paying subscribers every weekday. I tend to look at what's happening in the news in our political economy, not just here but overseas, and focus on housing affordability, climate change and child poverty reduction. So we've got to add a couple of bits of news in the last day or so that I think is worth noting. In particular, Auckland Mayor Wayne Brown yesterday used his casting vote to pull the Auckland Council out of local government New Zealand to save about $640,000, he said. Turns out, of course, that being a member of LGNZ gives the Auckland Council at least a million dollars in cost savings through various other Uh, uh, um, joint purchasing arrangements and um, Wayne Brown is effectively saying to the rest of the country, we don't need you. This is even though the central government hands over billions of dollars each year in uh, capital grants and various subsidies to the Auckland Council for Public Transport and Infrastructure. Wayne Brown said that (laughs) Uh, that he uh, didn't think he needed to be part of LGNZ because uh, he could talk to the ministers directly and it would be better not to be part of LGNZ because it forced the ministers to come to talk to him. He said uh, that LGNZ needed Auckland more than Auckland needed LGNZ. He just gave everyone south of the Bon Bay Hills a big middle finger not exactly removing the stereotype of the Jaffa. However, those north of Auckland, north of Oriwa, are very familiar with Wayne Brown. He was the mayor of the far north from 2007 until he was kicked out by angry voters in 2013. He did this before. In 2008, he pulled the far north and uh, along along with Stan Simonoff, the mayor of the Whangarei District Council, they both pulled LGNZ out or pulled their councils out of LGNZ in 2008. They did it uh, following the example of, you guessed it, Michael Laws, <laughs> the mayor of Whangarei. Uh, Eventually, um, Wayne Brown was kicked out after alienating everyone in council, not to mention a few uh, voters, and uh, being investigated by the Auditor General over some dealings between his property development company and the council, in which he was found at fault, as was the council. Uh, Voters in Auckland either didn't know about it or didn't seem to care. Um, In last year's election, he was voted in. And now he is crashing around the council like a wrecking ball, trying to slash costs and uh, trying to essentially make up for nine years of uh, Labour mayors being in charge. Uh, in charge, uh, looking to do all of the things that have been stacked up. A load of bile is coming straight out of um, what is the centre right of polit- in politics in Auckland. And uh, this is potentially dangerous for National because if Wayne Brown keeps going like this, um, not caring uh, too much about alienating people and slashing costs and hurting people who least um, can afford it, uh, he's going to come across as a crash or crash-through merchant, someone who surprises people with his insensitivity and... Uh, lack of care when making big decisions, and um, it's a, a pure Trumpy Boris Johnson approach. Uh, in fact, yesterday's decision has been described as AUXIT, A U X I T, but like Brexit. Although X, when you say AUXIT, it can also be pronounced X as an S H, AUXIT. Wayne Brown certainly um, is developing a reputation for capricious, vindictive and um, painful decisions. National better watch out because um, the first thing Labour will do is point to Wayne Brown and talk to the people of Auckland who largely will decide who wins the election and say, do you want another bunch of centre-right, supposedly centre and certainly right, extremists, uh, surprising you all with lots of uh, unexpected and um, painful uh, uh, decisions as soon as they get into power. However, a bit like Trump and Boris, um, this was all done in plain sight uh, because uh, Wayne Brown has done this before, said he was going to do it and was elected anyway. this is worth um, covering in the long run because uh, Wayne Brown is a symptom of a alienation between um, a whole bunch of people who think that government is being done to them, not for them or with them, and it's a function of, I think, a widening gap between those who are the poorest and those and the rest. Uh, There's a whole bunch of kicking down and um, pulling up the ladder going on here, and it's just awful. That's Wayne Brown. Secondly, we have some fresh child poverty statistics. You remember there was a Child Poverty Reduction Act uh, brought in under the previous Prime Minister, Jacinda Ardern, which set out some very specific targets and measures of child poverty including the, the um, internationally accepted ones around uh, income as a percentage of median incomes and also levels of material hardship, so uh, the numbers of things that um, particularly kids are missing, like not having shoes, uh, not being able to uh, go out for entertainment, uh, or um, there's a whole list of them. There, which you can see in the link in the email through to StatsNZ. Stats NZ put out the stats after the household economic survey, which is done annually. These are numbers to the end of June of last year. So it doesn't include all of the uh, outcomes of uh, COVID or the floods. And what it shows is that child poverty basically has stagnated, hasn't really moved much in any great way since about 2016. There was an improvement just before then, partly because in the last couple of years of the then national government, there was an increase in the benefit. There's obviously been various increases in benefits uh, since 2016, but all it's done really is uh, offset the damage from uh, inflation and the ongoing um, issues with um, poverty uh, caused by the massive shifts of the late 80s and early 90s. Uh, Labor was elected on a promise to reduce child poverty, and certainly in their um, legislation uh, there are some very clear targets. Jen Tonetti, who's now the new um, child poverty minister for Labor, came out and said she was encouraged that things hadn't gotten worse. Which uh, is one way to look at it, and um, activists, including those from the Child Poverty Action Group in Auckland, have again come out and called on the government to implement all the recommendations from the Welfare Expert Advisory Group, including the likes of extending the in-work tax credit of working for families to all working, all families, um, including those who are beneficiaries, which would make a, a huge and massive. Uh, uh, immediate difference, and uh, other uh, improvements in uh, benefits, removing sanctions, um, a whole bunch of things which experts recommended and the government hasn't done. Um, so there we have it on child poverty. The other uh, stats we got yesterday from StatsNZ NZ from the same household economic survey are measures of household living costs and what's happening with renters and mortgage payers. Obviously, the narrative around politics at the moment is that mortgage payers are doing it the toughest and are on the brink of major strife because of higher interest rates. That's actually not true for the broad swathe of people who are paying mortgages, Remember there's a third of people who own homes and don't have mortgages and they live in their own homes, so therefore they don't have much sort of cash costs. You could argue they have other costs, but they certainly uh, including foregone, foregone rent. And uh, that is um, uh, that is the, the message out there is that people with mortgages are under enormous stress. there's a cost of living crisis and they can't afford higher mortgage rates. And therefore, everything should be done to reduce interest rates, reduce mortgage rates. What you actually find when you look at the stats, and this is shown again in the stats yesterday, is that renters are the ones who are doing it the toughest. Over the last 15 years, rents have increased 98%. That's twice as fast as the cost of mortgages for people who own their own homes and have mortgages. And even in the last year, when you think mortgage, people paying mortgages would be much worse off than people paying rents, rents have risen 5%, mortgage costs have risen 4.8%. Now, these stats also show um, what renters and homeowners are reporting about mould and cold, and as you'd expect, the rate of mould and cold is about twice that of homeowners for renters. So uh, just a reminder there that um, the people who are doing it the toughest in the last couple of years, in effect, going back 15 years, are renters. They are not people who own home, who remember are still sitting on uh, uh, houses and lands worth double or triple what they were when most people bought them. There are a few dozen, literally, people who might have bought houses uh, at at the very peak last year. Who may be sitting on um, notional uh, losses in their equity, and in the very f- few cases they won't, won't have any equity, they'll still be able to pay their mortgages. And uh, if you think that's strange, and you've been hearing about you know people on the brink for for months, um, just have a look at the mortgagee sales. They're still incredibly low, at mere fractions of what they were as recently as 2008, 2009. And when you look at the bad debt stats from banks, also incredibly low, not only compared to our own history, but compared to others overseas. So yes, there will be more stress over the next 6 to 12 months as people come off their 2, 3, 4% rates and go to 5 or 6%, but um, you've got to remember that financial markets at least are now expecting interest rates globally to be cut towards the end of this year. And uh, that will no doubt flow through, and it's the reason why we haven't seen many mortgage rate increases in recent months, even though the the Reserve Bank of New Zealand has been putting up the official cash rate. And uh, if anything, some of the discounted rates have been falling below 6%. Now, the other major piece of news, I think, uh, in the last uh, day or so, has been a, a speech from Paul Conway, the Reserve Bank's chief economist, who is a thoughtful and careful observer of the New Zealand economy, and obviously one of those people making uh, a decision about the official cash rate as a member of the Monetary Policy Committee within the Reserve Bank? Came out with a quite detailed and, and interesting speech yesterday pointing out that uh, if uh we want interest rates to fall or at least not rise an awful lot further. We have to um, reduce our inflation expectations and he's not just pointing at, at wage earners here that's often where central banks point. He's saying that people who increase their profit margins in anticipation of higher inflation who are in fact increasing their real profit margins uh, are just as guilty if you like, as those uh earners who increase their wages, their real wages, um, through wage price spirals. So he's saying, hey, I'm keeping an eye on the wage price spirals, but I'm also keeping an eye on the profit price spirals. That's an interesting um, new twist, really, and this is not something you've heard a lot about from central banks, at least here for a while. It is quite a discussion overseas. And uh, there's a whole bunch of new academic research coming out showing the influence of rising profit margins in the inflation of the last couple of years. But it's interesting to see the Reserve Bank start to pick up on it. And we'll keep an eye on that as it it goes. My quote of the day, (laughs) day to day, was from Wayne Brown. You you heard it earlier. um, uh, They need us more than we need them, he says. And uh, chart of the day, I love a good truckometer chart. Uh, this is from ANZ, showing that the heavy traffic index, this is the measurement of how many trucks are moving over those little um, uh, bumpy things, uh, that is uh, flat to slightly lower in February and suggests that the March quarter may actually see another small contraction. So that would be two consecutive quarters of contraction. That's a technical recession. And Paul Conway was um, uh, pointed out yesterday in his speech, repeating what the Reserve Bank said in its recent forecasts, that there is likely to be a mild recession towards the end of this year as the Reserve Bank's rate hikes flow through into the economy. Hey, uh, that's my uh, Dawn Corsi, um uh, podcasty thing for today, Friday, March the 24th. Uh, looking forward to chatting with paying subscribers who can dial in, well not dial in, but uh, 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 ask questions in a post that I'll send out just before midday. This is something I do every Friday for an hour. And then also uh, we'll have our weekly hoon with Peter Bale at five o'clock. And uh, looking forward to seeing and hearing from you then. I'm Bernard Hickey. That was uh, my daily podcast via the Kaka A Substack. kaki kite anō.